Frenzy one is over. We've had time to take stock, reconnect with our loved ones, do some chores. Footy Frenzy two is just around the corner. Hey, you know, I just remember, do you remember we used to do the intro to this show and we'd be up and about, we'd do the big thing and then we'd stop, the song would play and we'd come back? I just remember that? No, like, no, We had no. that podcast consultant come in. Was and, that when and Brian Lake was on the Speaking show? Speaking of Brian Lake, I was chatting to him last night on Twitter. How is he? He's good. We were chatting about the... Is he uh, still with, playing footy or not? No, he wouldn't Well, no now. one's playing footy at the moment. No, but I, I'm sure, I think he loves his, his local footy. We were chatting about Hungry Jacks versus um, McDonald's Burgers last night. So Brian Lake is keeping well. Gentlemen, probably the first thing we need to get to... What, are we live? Yeah, no, oh, we're on. We're on. Was that his okay. intro? That's all right. That's good. Double but the first thing we need to get to, because if you are watching this one, you'll notice that on the uh, on the desk is, is a beautiful slab of furphy. Now, Nathan Brown, this is what happens when you get blackmailed correctly. Of course, I blackmailed you a couple of weeks ago. Now, there's some rumours going around that the reason you didn't pay your debts is because you were happy for this photo <laughs> to go around. You were, you he were was happy. It. He was, wasn't he? He loved it. In fact, he might have helped provide the photos, but... I've got some incriminating photos of Well, Richard. I'm not... Uh, the the bad is, I'm not out. happy about a couple of my photos. One in particular that I know Nathan's got, and I know he's given to you. So I've paid up, Rich. So we have here like, on the desk here... So we can't show the photos because he's so paid up. It. That doesn't seem right. So uh, that's it now, all over? Not for the no, audience. No, that's not out. It's... Next week, you know, oh, it's a slap a week. It's a slap a week. So. Oh, that's not no, the agreement. Richo, it is no a bad way. photo. It is a bad photo. Have we got a photo this week? No. What no. about the one I sent you in the polo, holding the polo no, stick? No, because no, that's that, that, it. This stops all photos. This but, slab here. But, Rich, I'm just worried when we're going to come out of lockdown. I can't give all my slabs away, mate. <laughs> well, you're going to have to come up with a way because you... Like, the you people who listen to the podcast want to see the photos. Well, unfortunately, I want beer more. Well, so it'll depend stiff. on whether I'm... I'm prepared to give up another slab next week, I guess. Oh, yeah. So I am taking a, a beautiful slab of Furphy home. No, enjoy Not that, at the Rich. best time because I've just signed up to a little... The Dale and I have signed up to a, a healthy eating program. 28, 28 by Sam Wood. By Sam Wood, yes. Have very kindly... I reckon they've just seen a few of us on Zoom and gone, they're just looking a bit <laughs> round around the faces. Maybe we'll get some... Uh, some so I'm not allowed to drink, but during the week I can have... How have you started with the 28 by Sam Wood? I, to be honest, good, because I like the regiment. I'm at my fittest when I've got something to follow in a program. I haven't been able to go to the gym. You need the discipline of a program. Where I'm struggling yeah. is the meals. Are, like, I'm used to eating a salad bowl of, you know, yeah. I'll put my food into a salad bowl. To right. Eat. The meals are tiny. So, and I'm really struggling. Your stomach adjusts to that, though. Yeah, it does. It does. So I like to eat I'm, a lot of food. I'm, I'm a big eater as well. I'm day five in, and I think the craving, I had headaches. Like, because mm. I was off sugar, off alcohol, everything. I was having shocking headaches. But I what think about I'm caffeine? That's where the headache would come from. Yeah, because I'm only allowed one coffee a day. Right. And I used to have six or yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. So. That gives you the headache more than anything. So I'm struggling there. But the, the slab of furfies is... No, I enjoy that, Hummer. I see you've been at it again. You've uh, decided to take to Twitter and slam an AFL player. You continue... Yep. To do these things and it continues to backfire on you. Well, it doesn't continue to backfire. I'm allowed to be. I'm a. I'm an AFL fan. So yep. we're talking about you and the Tom Lynch. And Tom incident. Lynch, of course, because Did Tom you, Lynch. I just sh- think Tom Lynch. You're a keyboard warrior. That's what you are. You know those people that sit there and they throw grenades. That's exactly what you are. A what keyboard I, 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 I warrior. I probably can't argue with that. If I'm what honest. did you call Tom Lynch? I just called him a cat. Right. I so, called him but a you cat. swore as well. So this, don't you think this this has been a complete overreaction the whole overreaction. time? Overreaction, absolutely. It's been building up over over quite a few weeks. No, Tom look, Lynch. and just first and foremost, I don't condone players swinging fists around and, and no. making contact. Horrible There's look no for the game. For, it is. Barely There's no need him. for it. But he got he got his wacky, and if the AFL wants to wipe it out, simply start suspending players. But 
put that aside. The reaction after that has been completely. He's been public enemy. He's number been one. personally insulted yeah, and why attacked. Are they, why are people doing that? David Schwartz had a go no. at him. Mitch Robinson no. come out and had a go at him. I don't get the furor over and what he did because it happens. Every week no, on an AFL field. Every single week. You'd think that he's the only player that has done it. They personally attacked him. Mark Robinson called him a douchebag. It just went over the top, I thought. Because that then incites people on Twitter, the trolls Correct. that we've talked about. That's a bit yep. hypocritical for Robbo. And it becomes a pile-on. It is. I, I agree. It becomes a pile-on. The thing that I couldn't believe about that incident, that it actually started with Collins, who did a similar thing, and yet nobody's really picked that up. Seriously, the whole incident, the whole the whole battle between them two was an overreaction. How many times back in the day you're playing on Glen Archer? Did Glen Archer just give you a clip? Well, those similar little sort of whacks in the, the ribs. and the, It would happen, honestly, when the play's down the other end. They were constantly doing it. And was nobody... Glen someone you didn't come back at? Oh, no, never. I, <laughs> I said, keep going, Glen. <laughs> Well, I think what they need, there needs to be, like, it's the fact that you can't retaliate. That's the, the issue I don't like. I think you should but be you able, if someone's you, niggling you, you, you are allowed to retaliate. Are you allowed to knock no, them out, are you, tough no, man? No, yes, you're allowed to. You're allowed to, because otherwise you just keep clipping But them, you know how you stop them. it? You come out, you give a free kick away, or you suspend the players. But the AFL hasn't been hard enough on no. it, so players keep doing it. And they can't start suspending a player now, no, can they? they just can't. Got to turn the other cheek, huh? Another full forward who had just... It, this was... We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago with Josh Kennedy. Tom Hawkins. Th- th- there is no... Uh, it, this is the key to a good game of footy. Yeah. And it's when you have a full forward in full flight, left alone, one out, let them just ply their craft. Because it's what it's the part of the game that we've, we've lost, I reckon. Mm. We don't see it much anymore. But when it happens, it is just one of the ma- most magnificent things you'll see on a footy It's the field. best game of the year so far. 2020, I think Charlie Dixon's was the best yeah. before that when he kicked six. Yeah. But the amount of one-on-one time he got, and it's a big tick to Geelong in the way they played, more of a... Uh, a kick in the guts to Port Adelaide to yeah. allow Tom Hawkins to have so much one-on-one time. But in terms of entertainment, just w- eyes glued yeah. on the TV to Tom Hawkins, he had so much baby oil on, it wasn't funny. He's just yeah, keeping baby oil on the, on the shelves at the moment. But it was the best performance of 2020. No, I agree. And, and you looked at Twitter while you were watching the game and it just lit up. Yeah. Everyone was excited about it. And I've got a, a theory with Tom at the moment that he is as motivated as he's ever been in his career because he was suspended in that um, in the game, the semi-final, the qualifying final yep. last year, and missed out on playing in the prelim, which Richmond then won. I reckon that's burning in his guts because he's playing the best he's ever played Looks in his fit. career. Yeah, he's so fit. When you when you're walking off after a game like that, I mean, it happens at local he, footy level as well. You, you, you when you've just had an absolute day out. I, I've had a couple of days where I've kicked nine and just walked <laughs> off with my head held high. <laughs> What's it? I mean, you you boys have both had. I mean, there's a game that everyone knows that you absolutely lit up and you, you love reminding people about. Richard, what's your best game? Uh, well, it's hard to narrow down into one. <laughs> Rich, but, uh, so I found one. Well, which one are you talking about? 2006, round 21. You're oh, playing Essendon. on Essendon, and yeah. a poor man <laughs> called Kepler Bradley. Yeah. You have had. You've kicked nine goals. 19 marks, 12 of them inside 50. That That's is a big an game. absolute day. Hey, and that is Brownie, a big day. One, one tackle. Is that in the dream time? Uh, I don't think it was dream time. I think it was the no. second time. You know what, though? It does show you we got one-on-one back then. I mean, you know how Tom Hawkins was one-on-one the other night and he took, what, seven or eight contested marks? Yep. He probably had... 10 one-on-ones. I reckon I had 25 one-on-ones that night. So you're going to win were you, most were of you giving, were you giving it. To, were you lipping off to him when you were just marking everything? No, I was a little bit. I remember at quarter time, I went into the he huddle. He was a big lipper. 
He, he and not not just figuratively because he does have big <laughs> lips, but he could give it to his opponent like nobody. Like everyone thinks he's this humble, richo, affable fella that you know everybody's his favourite. But could give a spray with well, the you best gotta, of them. When you're on top, you got to let your opponent know about it. But I, I remember going into the huddle at quarter time, and I had four goals at quarter time. Oh. And I remember thinking to myself, yes. I wasn't even listening to the coach. I was just <laughs> looking at myself on the scoreboard. And I thought, well, that's been a good first quarter, but it's time for a change now. Sheeds is going to swap someone over here. I went out at the start of the second. I still had the same opponent, Kepler Bradley. <laughs> Six at half time. I thought, definitely over now. The party's over now. Came out, start of the third quarter, still. <laughs> Who else did they have on offer? Well, they, uh, Dustin Fletcher was playing and Sean Wellman. I thought, no, surely... Well, Sean Wellman. Uh, Sheeds just... Wanted to let me have a good night, I think. I should send him a birthday present. <laughs> anyway, you have those nights. What's your best game, Brownie? Outside of, of course, the famous five goals in the last quarter on James Clement. Uh, there was a game I played in the midfield against Richmond, I reckon, in about 2000. It was a, a great game of footy. Um, that, I think I was about, that at Eddie Hat Stadium? Yeah, yeah, I think I had about 28 and kicked four goals, four out of the middle, playing on ball all night. So that was probably one of the one of the better ones. Not a massive stat game, 27, I think, but the four goals, four in the type of game it was. It was a Friday night. No midfielders have 30 and kick four now, do they? Nah. Really? Never, never. Hey, we spoke of the dream time, of course, the, the game between Essendon and Richmond. And how good is this year? <coughs> we keep saying that 2020 has just been absolute rubbish, but... It has served us up a couple. We've been afforded a couple of luxuries yeah. we, we would normally never get. Dreamtime at the G in Darwin. Yeah. That is special. And I'm looking forward to it because if you look at the history of the game, uh, Richmond and Essendon have promoted Indigenous players. Mm. The Longs and the Riolis, they're, they're the two big families up in the Northern Territory. And, of course, Kevin Sheedy brought so many Indigenous players to Essendon. Morris Rioli was the first Indigenous player to come across from WA in the Northern Territory and play for Richmond. So I reckon it's great that Dreamtime's up in Darwin. Isn't it funny how decisions get made when you have to make decisions? Like, yeah. so it's For so long it's been the AFL, we want to change this. It takes three to four years yeah. for anybody to approve it. All of a sudden we're two yeah. years down the track and everybody's forgotten about the reason it comes back. Oh, we might look at it. But all of a sudden we're playing games in Darwin, yeah. uh, we're having to make changes. All of a sudden, yeah. changing a game to 16 minutes plus time on has happened in an instant. And the fact that there's probably going to be a night grand final this year yeah. hasn't been ticked off yet, but that'll happen. And all of a sudden, we can make these decisions where we're told for so long that these things have to go through the commission. They need to be ticked off. and But yeah. you can make decisions. And the AFL should be, and it's a, it's a big word at the moment, pivot. They should, oh. be able to, they should be able to pivot more often, yeah. Matthew. Do you think? I think the one thing they can't do, and I like some of these changes, I like them making decisions on the run, but I don't think you can have the rolling fixture moving forward because once we're all able to travel again, mm. you, you plan your holidays around your footy team. So that's one thing that might have to stay the same. Do we think, Neo, next year, vaccine, of course, hopefully will be on our doorsteps, footy goes back to normal, mm. will Dreamtime go back to the G? Or could we, is this something we could see staying up there? Uh, I think I think it'll go. It's probably back. worth too much. I think cash it'll go back to the G because of the 90,000 people. But I think it's great this year that they can celebrate. Did it? it in the you top boys, end. of course, would have played in them. Did you? Did, did it feel different than another? Than I mean, obviously a bigger crowd and stuff. But did it just have a different feel to well, it? The crowd, a different cheer. Did you? Did you go out and watch all the stuff beforehand? When, well, when we were playing still, it had only just started. I think Dreamtime started in '05 or '06. I'm pretty sure it might have even been '06. And it, it's become the big event it is since then. Mm. Um, really, it was only in its early days when we were playing. But 06 it, was the first one. Yeah, it's definitely it's the second biggest home and away game now as far as an event yep. behind Anzac Day. Anzac Day will always be number one. 
Speaking of moving locations, the AFL Grand Final, it's been between two. Of course, it's not going to be in Victoria. And this is another thing they well, said. there's four in submissions, though, Rich, isn't there? There's four, there is, yeah. but there's, there's two likely candidates. And I, I would dare say probably only one likely candidate now. And I, I think it's the right decision, the Gabba. What do you reckon? No? If Tassie put in one, Matthew, I thought you could have been the, the, the face behind the push of the Tassie it's Grand not. Final. <laughs> Tassie have not covered themselves in glory this COVID. Tassie is not one of the teams. We're not allowing games in Tasmania because we want to be COVID-free down there. Mm. They're really, uh, are you proud of Tasmania for taking that stance or do you think that maybe they should have no, looked at maybe yeah. opening up their borders? Considering they want an AFL team down there, does it fly in the face of what they want and what they're going to get? Well, I would think that the health... You're a bit disappointed. I think that the health... Of, no, I'm not. The health of the community is a lot bigger than a game. But Tassie so why, has can, gone. why can Perth, Adelaide and also Queensland at the moment, open up their borders. But Tassie can't. When Tassie want a team? It's a good question. It's a very yeah, good question, Brownie. Tassie's an island, that's why. But ta- you know what Tasmania's done? They've, they've just gone. They've been very, very happy. To, you know, and we probably Australia probably doesn't tw- um, treat Tasmania the way we should in the past. But they've been very happy to well, be them by you, themselves. Here. They're very you, happy. We're COVID-free. Close our borders. I'll We're not opening a, up till December. The rest of you go get stuck. We've all been always been disrespected in Tassie. First and foremost, we should have an AFL team. Secondly, I will never forget the Brisbane Commonwealth Games. Right, the Brisbane Commonwealth Games in 1982, where they had the map of Australia out in the middle. <laughs> you know when people hold up the cards and it's the map of Australia. <laughs> no, Tassie. there was no Tassie at the bloody Commonwealth Games. <laughs> so stop you. So you're not coming down there. Well, I re- I, see, I'm. I'm I've always been an advocate of Tassie, but I reckon after oh, this you? You're an advocate of Tassie. I am. Though. I love going down there for cricket trip. Hobart's the best cricket trip location <laughs> you can go good, to. Great spot. That's true. We went to. That was great. Hey, that was before, we, uh, before we move on. You went well on that trip. I've had to crow... 57 in that game. I've had to crowbar something in. What is it? Because, you know, I am just a humble boy from the Burbs. Well, you're not humble. You're not humble. You went to a private school. You're from the Burbs. I'm a boy from you're the Burbs, humble. but with no, you know, no profile, nothing whatsoever. And, and I, I've been... A big Herald Sun reader my whole life. I, I don't like the age. I'm, are you? Yeah. Can I, before you go on, are you? Are you desperate to have a profile though? He's a fame hunter, no. right? No, he's I'm a not. fame hunter. No, I. I, I think I, you are. Yeah. I enjoy. He's one of these Big Brother. Right. Yeah, I reckon he's absolutely in that mold. not. I've not applied for a single Big Brother uh, series since they stopped doing him a few years ago. So you did though. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be famous, mate, okay? No, I don't want to be famous. I like doing my job and I've, I've enjoyed that I've got to meet great people like you guys. But there's a segment in the Herald Sun that Scotty Gullen does. Scotty Gullen is a great friend of the show. The a great friend of, uh, of sports, but called The Whisper. There now, it is. The Whisper, he puts in, he gets little uh, little rumours and innuendo that he's right. heard from the industry. Mm. And, and only the there. big names get in this. Did don't a they? member of the PR team for a major betting company have an enforced spell on the sidelines after a Twitter rant against a high-profile AFL commentator? So you him? could insert Richard Humiston where the PR <laughs> is, and you could insert Gary Lyon down the bottom, and Scotty Gullen doesn't get it wrong. Are you? Are we allowed to say Gary's name now? We've been saying when I when I when I returned to SEN last week uh, after oh, my you're back. after my, you know, I'm have back. you spoken they, to they Gary? Brought it up straight away. No, I haven't done any slots with Gary. Oh, they yet. haven't put we you on the morning. Hey, <laughs> they haven't put him on the morning. I'll tell you what. I could I could just see it now if they were walking down the corridor. Gary would not even look at Hummer. You no, never know who he is for a start. So did they put you on the Andy and Bob show? Did they? Yeah, did they bring it up? Yep. What did they say? Away. 
uh, just said, welcome back, where have you been? And we've, we've heard not to, not to tweet. Uh, I just said that I had been um, on, uh, you know, I'd had some time away. I'd been on Exile Island and I, I was back. <laughs> Why? You're a bit of a liability, I reckon, for sportsmen, aren't you, at the moment? Oh, dear. bit of a liability because I've been sent something uh, and, and it goes against what we try and build here. We're honest. We're, yep. uh, we're a good bunch of blokes and sports bet are a brand that try to stick to what they say and that's yep. what we do. Now, I've got a... A text here from a kid called Bailey Holmes. Oh, he's not a kid, he's a man. <laughs> Bailey Holmes. He's gone, hey, mate, want to help me expose Hummer with a question mark? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was engrossed already. I said, you, you got me at hello. I love the Sports Bet AFL podcast and would love some merch. So I left a five-star review and sent the screenshot to Hummer. Oh, Before I go on with the next, you have been known to, at the end of our podcast, He's promoted go, the fact, yeah. Promote us, give me a five-star review to Hummer, and I'll Not send to Hummer, you to the show. some merch. To That's what sh- you said. Did yep. he say that? He, he sent some merch. You said that, Hummer. Okay. He is a fraud, which <laughs> we, we, already, we already know. Fraud, capital F, capital R, capital A, capital U, capital... Frauds in capitals, Hum. He has viewed my message, because it comes up when your message you is reviewed, it. and I'm yet to see any merch... Hummer, on, Hummer, he's lying to his fans, and he is a pig. It oh, is not on. He called you Jesus. A pig. And I said, "Sounds like a great plan, mate. Let's expose him this week." So, so to Bailey Holmes out there, and anybody else who you've fraudulently no, I have said that some. Send COVID, them some merch. COVID, excuse me. COVID has meant that we can't get stuff from our warehouse to the office. Now we've got some crappy merch around the office, but our fans deserve the best. Right. So I'm just so waiting. So you promising Bailey some my, my, yes, wife, my get... wife runs a candle company, and she can still send candles here, there, around Australia. So that doesn't stand up. It does. No, mate. it doesn't. Well, how am I meant to get stuff in the warehouse in COVID? Well, did you just get a new sports bed beanie? Or yep. maybe you should send Bailey your new sports bet. What else he got? Oh. Sports bet. Footy. Maybe <laughs> Bailey. Maybe Bailey needs that's... a new agate. No, okay. I will. Say... I think you need to guarantee Bailey that that Sharon is going to land at his house. Well, I can't. That's we... not my Sharon. That's but not my Sharon. I, I, I will get Bailey some merch. Sharon. I will get Bailey some merch. I apologise. I've sent some merchandise out. Some are still waiting. COVID. No, yeah. COVID. Look at me in the eye and tell me that you've sent some merch out <laughs> to people who <laughs> I said have, something about I have the sports sent bet some podcast. merch out, Brandy. All right. Some. All right, we're going to be back with uh, what's doing Richo's head in. And it's doing my f***ing head in. Boys, COVID is obviously doing all of our heads in, isn't it? Yep. We're getting... Oh. It's been hard. Can't send merchandise. COVID's doing a head in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but... Thanks, Sandra Sully. Yeah, I know. It is late, Ma. But <laughs> and it's harder the second time round, isn't it? Because we've all got to wear masks now. It's always harder the second time it round, It is. Matt. It is. Now, the amount of people not wearing masks is astounding me. Now, we're allowed to at the moment, but as soon as we leave this studio, yep. we've got permits, you know, to work in TV. So I'm not being a hypocrite. But the amount of people wandering around the street without masks, I'm just put them on. You're just being selfish. And some of the excuses... Now, they are funny, but some of the excuses have been wheeled out. And one of the ones <laughs> that's been wheeled out quite a lot is, why aren't you wearing a mask? I'm just having a dart. Seriously. Have your dart at home. Have your dart in oh, your car. How are you with but a dart you can't have a, a dart through a mask, mate. What well, if don't people have are a... at work? What if people are out on their smoke break, legitimately don't... at work, they've got a worker's pass, you can't smoke it through Well, you're going to have to sacrifice having a cigarette to leave your mask on. Sorry. This one here really So what got about me. if someone wants to eat? What if someone wants to eat or have a coffee? So they're not allowed Buy to do that? Buy your food and jump in your car they're or go back to your They're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to stand out in the street and have a food no, while they're having their no, work break. No, you've got to have your mask on. You've got to have your mask on. But what if you're eating? Bad luck. You have to wait. This isn't a communist country, mate. Get back to your car. Get back to your car. Listen. 
you put your mask on, right? right. This one here got me. <laughs> a lady was asked why she didn't have a, a mask on. She Vladimir said, "Let me." Putin had walked in. <laughs> Got a bit of Mussolini about me. Um, a bird swooped at my associate's hamburger and I got distracted. So that's why I didn't have my mask on. She got distracted, <laughs> right? A, a bird swooped at her associate's hamburger. That's a lie. Um, one gentleman was spotted at 2am just wandering around and he was asked uh, why he was out. He said he was going to 7-Eleven to get a soft drink. If you're thirsty, mate, just get it. There's plenty of water in the tap. You don't have to walk to 7-Eleven. I reckon that's a lie as well. He was going somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. that bloke. This one really is good. This guy was halfway across Melbourne from where he lived in 10 oh, suburbs across. Now, why are you out, mate? Why are you in your car? Got pulled over. He was going to get a tank to put his frog in. <laughs> I reckon his frog can wait till we get out of lockdown. Put your frog in the bath or something. I don't know. There's a bloke down in Geelong. Asked for ID. He lives in Melbourne. What are you doing here? Fishing. He's driven all the way to Geelong to oh, fish. You can't be doing that. You're not even allowed to fish either. That's further than five kilometres, mate. Seriously. Oh, this one was good. A gentleman drove two hours north of Melbourne. Oh. When he was asked what he was doing up on the Hume Highway, two hours out of Melbourne when he lived in uh, Brunswick. He's going up to help a mate move some goats to another paddock. <laughs> oh, this one's good. A man and a woman who don't live together, right? Pulled over after curfew. Oh, no. What are you doing? Oh, we've got to go to the ATM. That's... That's What would you need cash for? I don't know, Matthew. Uh, and this is the last one here. This bloke, you've got to admire this bloke's attitude a little bit, I guess. <laughs> He's at Upfield Station after 8pm. And they asked him where he was going. He's at the station. He must. He's going somewhere. He said, "I don't know where I'm going." He's just sitting at the station. He's going to get on the train, is he? He's going. Doesn't know where though. <laughs> and they said, "Why don't you have a mask on as well?" He said, "I don't care." That was his response. <laughs> Put a mask on. Put a mask on. We're getting close. We're getting nearer to lockdown. Seeing our friends, family, and going to the pub. Hey, um, well, we won't if people don't put no, masks true. on. Now, we're going to change tack a little bit here because there's one thing that our fans have been calling out for. They want a bit more lifestyle content, Randy. They want mm. to know sort of, you know, not just footy, not just what's getting angry, not just incriminating photos. And you came across a story during the week which pricked your ears up. No, oh, it pricked my ears up because I thought it would have been right up your alley. Yep. Well, he so, loves this um, Obviously, there's no flights. Well, you, you can travel, but there's obviously quarantine. not a lot of travel on at the moment. You've got to quarantine when you get there. So people are missing Aeroplane travel. Yep. There's a company in Japan right now. This is innovative. Who is setting is. up uh, uh, shipping crates, right? Shipping, like a cabin of a plane. Shipping container, yeah. And they set it up inside, so they've decked it out as a cabin of an aeroplane. So they've got first class, they've got business class, they've got economy. So you can go there, right? <laughs> and you can sit on a plane from Japan to Melbourne, whether it's 14, 16 hours. Right. You can it's, do the whole trip. It's like you, a mystery flight, isn't you it? You can have the meal, right? You can have everything. You've got the yeah, in-flight entertainment. Oh. Yeah, the only thing you don't have is the stupid standing around baggage handlers. and yeah, the, you yeah, know. That's... But you go in there and you have the whole experience for 14 to yeah, 16 that. hours, wherever yeah. you're... Yeah. You can sit there and watch movies for five or six hours. You get served champagne. So and you turn your phone off, no reception, the you dark. Plane, so I thought I, that yeah, might be right I, abs- I would do that in a, would, 
Who would do that experience though? I'm sitting economy. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Why would you do that? But it costs you, Matthew. It's the same. Oh, I don't so reckon. So you pay for economy. You pay a little bit more for business, and you pay the top end right. for high. I'll say this. I reckon if you've paid whatever it costs to sit in economy, and you sit there for 14 hours, and you get out at the exact same location that you left, you might be going, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that." But yeah. business class, you know, we're lucky if we get to fly uh, with work. We get we get business class. Not we're, anymore. We're going you won't for work. <laughs> we're not flying anywhere for a long time. But and I just love it. You know, you get yourself a whiskey. You get some nuts, sit down, your phone's off, you can't be contacted, 14 hours, it's just it's, heaven. It's the one time when you can sit back and relax, have your phone off, and you just, it's pretty good fun, isn't that, in business? It just reminds me, we were on a plane once, right? We're leaving New York and we're going, I think. We we're was coming back. Ba- back to LA or LA to New York, I don't Point know which way, which way, we're in business. Oh. And... Um, and we had some bloke next to us and we'd gone to sleep. All of a sudden, everybody's just gone to sleep. It was a bit of a rocky takeoff, to be honest. Um, and Richo, out of everybody's quiet, he'd fallen asleep and all of a sudden he wakes up. We're going down! <laughs> no, seriously. So what happened? <laughs> the That's, whole oh plane God. was on edge up. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to get kicked off. We'd had a, a big night. It was our last night in Los Angeles, Nate. We, <laughs> we hadn't had much sleep. I got on the plane and everyone on the plane, it was one of those late Arvo early evening. People were going to sleep. I put a movie on and I noticed everyone going to sleep around me. Nathan was asleep. And whatever movie I was watching, I'd fallen asleep but still had the headphones yep. on. And this part in the movie, a siren came on in the movie. And I've heard the siren. I've woken up and my first instinct was, ah, we're going down. <laughs> I looked around and everyone's like, what are you oh talking about? Oh, my God. You're lucky you went with show. Hey, but that brings up a good point that you make. Because for some people, sitting in a container ship for 14 hours not going anywhere would just be the worst holiday of all mm. time. So mm. we thought... Yeah, we've been on footy trips, cricket trips, family yeah. trips. What are some of the worst holidays you've been on? Well, I've spoken about my Albury footy trip, so I won't go down that path again, but that was the worst footy trip I've been on. When I was little, so I was about eight, going camping with my old man and one of his mates and one of his sons. Mum has packed... We're going up to Turumbury, up to the uh, the Murray River. Mum has packed a chicken, um, hot roast chicken, cooked the yeah. chicken, wrapped it up in aluminium foil. We get there, uh, and by the time we got there, it was dark. So we're eating this chicken yeah. in the dark, right? <laughs> and opened it up, eating away, and all of a sudden I could feel stuff. Oh, on no. my hand, oh, maggots no. all over the chicken. Oh. Because it was so dark and we hadn't set up any lights, I'm just chowing into <laughs> maggots on this chicken, right? Oh. And uh, the old man had the same Come thing. On, no. Nothing happened to the old man, obviously being an adult, he could Stomach handle it. But I was eight. I vomited for two days in a oh. row up on the Murray. That was the worst. That's not a good holiday. Never been camping ever again. No. Uh, one that springs to mind a footy trip. So, you know, I'm a young kid growing up and, yep. you know, love footy and being around footy clubs and I've, in uh, 1992 when I was 17 I had a year playing senior footy in Tassie so I was the youngest person in the team and you know I was looking forward to the end of the year um, to go on um, yep. my first footy trip you know all year I'm right a passage for, yeah and I thought you know we might even fly over to Melbourne and watch an AFL game you know that would have been huge for me at the age of 17 and second best option would have been to get on a bus and go down to Hobart for the weekend because Hobart was like the big smoke where I lived in Tassie yep no we get, uh, we get to the end of the year and they say rock up to the footy club and it was meant to be a bit of a mystery type of thing where we were going. They'd been raising money all year for the trip, you know, in the social club. We get on a bus and I think, oh, well, we're going out to the airport and we're on the way and I thought we turned off towards the airport in Devonport on the Bass Highway and I thought, this is great, we are going yeah. to Melbourne. But then just before the airport, there's another turn that goes oh. to a place called Port Sorrel, which is exactly 15 minutes out of <laughs> Devonport. <laughs> 15 minutes out of Devonport, 
So we drove past the airport. I'm waving goodbye to the airport. We get to Port Sorrell and we spent the afternoon in the Shearwater Country Club. That was it. That was the footy trip. <laughs> that was the whole footy trip. And I'd build it up in my mind, oh, my first trip. So what, you trip. didn't stay the night or anything? Didn't stay the night. Just stayed there the afternoon. All got kicked out at about 10 o'clock and then no taxis down there. No way of getting home. Had to ring mum and she come and got me. I got in trouble because I'd been drinking. It wasn't <laughs> well, a great how, day. How's this for a, a short footy trip? I won't name who. As you know, I used to play down at the Alberton Footy League for Inverloch, big country footballer. Oh, I didn't know that. And, no. Is that um, common knowledge? Isn't it? <laughs> we didn't know that. Anyway, there's a team called Fish Creek. And they had an ex-AFL player playing for them. This was a few years ago. Ex-AFL player he, who? He came down, I'm not going to say, because I'm not entirely sure how true this story is. <laughs> what club? Fish Creek. So no, what AFL basically, club? Wayne Wiedemann's from Fish oh, Creek. Oh, I don't know. What he, AFL just, club? I don't know. Was the he, player from, though? Uh, I'm not saying. Okay. Because it's going to be pretty easy to deduce. Um, anyway, he went to, moved down to this. Fish Creek's a lovely little Gippsland town, just very quiet. He moved there. The town just got around this player, loved him. Had some work in a, in a you know cutting wood somewhere and played footy. He was the star, dominated all year. The town just absolutely loved him, and he put his hand up to organise the footy trip. Got all the boys, and these are, you know a lot of these boys have never been on a plane before. Yeah, We're yeah. flying up to the Gold Coast. This would be magnific- magnificent. Give a ship, you know, five hundred bucks at the start of the year. Another five hundred bucks. Ended up being about eleven hundred bucks per player. Had thirty five players. So there's forty grand in the yep, kitty. Forty grand in the kitty. He says to him, all right, where um, the bus is going to take us down to, to two hour drive. The airport yeah. met us at the uh, the footy club car park at five a.m. We'll get on the bus. We'll drive through. Everyone gets there. The boys are so excited. They get there at four thirty, four forty five, freezing cold. The Dales have dropped them off. A few of them crack beers. They're all excited, and it gets to you know five o'clock, and the player hasn't showed up. They're like I oh, just must be running late with the bus. Five 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 ten five fifteen. Oh, no. This AFL player still hasn't rocked up. There is no side of the bus. They go, what's give him fifteen more minutes? The, the flight's not till nine o'clock. Five thirty comes around. They go, oh, maybe has he slept in? Is is he driving the bus? Who knows? They get in the car, drive around to his house. He is gone. Oh no! Disappeared. Empty. Empty. He's taken, he is taken the forty k. He's taken the forty k. Left Fish Creek, never to be seen again. And these and what they that did might is be hard to work out. Then they then ran their own footy trip just in the pub. They all set up because <laughs> <laughs> they had the time off from the Dales so and the family. Does he still live in? Victoria, this... I think he's might have gone to the Northern Territory you know or somewhere. I'm not sure, but that, he's definitely gone. That's happened a bit over the years. If you're going to have someone at your club organising a trip, they've got to be trustworthy. Gee, you'd be heartbroken. Oh, you skewed up for three... Mm. Uh, not so much the cash, three straight days, and then yeah. oh, you're stuck at home. Uh, another thing that you brought up this week, Brownie, sticking with the lifestyle chat, is that your wife, and I can't believe this is the only trait that she's annoyed by, because you have a lot of annoying traits. <laughs> I know what he's about to say, and it... This is spot on because I've seen you do this. So I'm talking to my wife the other day, right? And she is a serious chat. It was that serious that the top of her head, I can't remember what we're talking about <laughs> at the moment. But it's probably the kids. She's sitting on the back of the couch and I'm standing up. Um, and she stopped and she looked at me and she goes, why are you doing that? And I went, what do you mean? What, what am I doing? I had no idea what I was doing. She said, why, when I'm speaking to you, do you play imaginary cricket shots? <laughs> What What shots were you playing? I was just playing a forward drive drive. I had no idea I was doing it And she said, it shits me no end She goes, I want you to stop doing it Didn't even realise I was doing it I've got a trait and One thing I'm known for amongst my friends now Is when I was back in the day When I was living with flatmates in a townhouse in Carlton Three other guys They worked out pretty quickly That I can't handle If I'm sitting there watching TV and, you know, there's a bit of rubbish on the ground, a bit of paper. Someone's left their T-shirt lying on the ground. There's a set of shoes on the couch. 
I need everything in order oh, when I sit. Oh, OCD. Yeah. So they worked out pretty quickly that, okay, Richo's coming downstairs, we're watching TV. They'd deliberately throw a bit of rubbish on the couch and they'd, <laughs> they'd have a bet amongst themselves how long will it take for him to get up and go and pick it up. I can't I can't. So you've, got, so would you, you've got OCD? I can't have things lying around on the ground, no. Jeez, we've got a real mixed bag of sort of undiagnosed disorders in this. <laughs> <laughs> Trumpet Award next. Now, I've had to make some adjustments to the leaderboard because it turns out I was wrong. Well, I at least you've done it, huh? I hadn't been recording as diligently, and Lockie Neal, who was on three, is actually on 15 votes. Yeah, I knew he was. So he heads the market. Started looking like the Brownlow medal board, didn't it? 15, yeah. Toby Green, nine, Matt Rowell, eight, Kane Lambert, six, Charlie Dixon, six. I reckon there's going to be a big mover today. And then the worst leaderboard, well, they're staying pretty stagnant. Uh, Adelaide Crows on six, Sidebottom on six, umpires five, Hummer three. Now, the reason the umpires are on five is because we keep splitting between the AFL, ten the umpires. Andrews. <laughs> different Ted Andrews is still there. <laughs> Dan Andrews should be on a bit higher. And Hummer's up there as well. Gentlemen. What are we doing? Worst or best? Do start best and then we do worst. We can get it wrong. Okay, best. I gave one vote to a man who was having his second game back from a big ankle injury, Syndesmosis, kicked six goals straight. Uh, Aaron Norton, the astronaut, marking everything, kicking straight. All right, he's going to be a gun. He's, I don't think he's even 20 yet. So he got my one vote. I gave two to his teammate, the skipper, Marcus Bontempelli. He had 33 touches, two goals, but he had 12 clearances as well. I know he was playing against Witches Hats, but you've still got to do it. And three, we've talked about him today. The best game by anyone this year, I reckon. Mm. Key forward, Tommy Hawkins, absolutely on fire. I like it, Matthew, I like it. I gave one vote to Jack Nunes. I thought when you have a moment like that to kick a massive goal after the siren... 45 out on the boundary. I reckon it's easier to kick those than 20 metres out directly in front. Uh, is it? I think it is. On that angle? I don't think well, anybody... Why are you giving him a vote then? Yeah. I don't think anybody expects right you to kick the one from out there. I think if you had okay. missed it, most people would have said, oh, you know, have a good... At-. But if you miss it from 20 out directly in front, you're expected to kick that. Great job by so Jack you reckon Nunes. the pressure off there makes it easier? Pressure off makes right. it easier. Two votes to Norton, the same, and three votes to Hawkins. Ooh, so Hawk's going to move up to 10 there now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, all right, and the worst on. I'm just jotting this down. This is pretty harsh, probably, but I gave one to Ken Hinckley for one particular thing. The fact that Hawk... He was on early, wasn't he? You knew... And Cleary was clearly too Didn't smart. react, Matt. He had to put Jonas onto him, and he did, but he did it too <clears> late, and the game was over. So one to Kenny, who's had a great year, could be coach of the year, but uh, I just thought he should have moved Jonas earlier. Two to the Collingwood Footy Club. They're, they're, they're under siege and they're expected to be top four, play finals. They might miss the finals now and to get beaten by 10 goals, uh, I just didn't think that was a very good performance. And three to the Giants, lost to Sydney. The Giants are meant to be a finals team as well. The Swans are in rebuild mode. And the Swans towed them. Mm. They didn't just beat them, they towed them. My votes are very similar, but for different sort of reasons, man. I gave one to actually Port Adelaide. I thought... The, the way they played that game, and it starts with Ken Hinckley and it finishes with Charlie Dixon and the players. They were terrible in the biggest game of the year. I gave two votes to a player from the Giants in Harry Himmelberg. Uh, the amount of marks he should have taken, not just ones in the pack that he got his hands to, these were out on his own, dropped the mark, in front of goal, should have been able to put scoreboard pressure on. And I was working with the great Wayne Carey, in this game, and he said Harry Himmelberg wouldn't have caught COVID today. That's how bad he was going. <laughs> and three votes, 
I gave to the Collingwood Football Club who were very, very ordinary. Will they win this week against North? I like North this week. All right, so Tommy Hawkins goes to 10. Collingwood Football Club go to, I think, about 8. Uh, and I'll make sure I update that during the week. Hey, let's have a look at the games because this is the last round of footy before Footy Frenzy 2.0 kicks in. Footy kicks off tomorrow night. Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne on Saturday. That is going to be a cracker. Yeah. The Ds, they, they win this there. That's eight locked in. Yeah, I think suspect. I think they probably will play finals. So I, I feel like it's a toss of the coin game. The Dogs have been up and down. We know that. And they were up last week, but they're only playing the Adelaide Crows. So I'd love to see them turn up against Melbourne. I think if they bring their best game, the Dogs, this midfield battle is just... On paper, it's a ripper, isn't it? It's a tough one to tip at this stage because we don't know. There's obviously Braden Pruce, uh, Tim English, yeah. there's some doubt. So I want to see the teams because I think it'll change the odds. Look, as it stands, Who I think... Who are you leaning towards? I'm leaning towards the Demons just because I love the way they've, they've been playing football. Mm-hmm. Multiple goal scorers, I think, ever since that Glenn Bartlett spray. And I don't think the Glenn Bartlett spray is the reason why they're playing good football. I think the coaching staff and the changes yeah. they've made to that playing group uh, since then has been the change, but I'm leaning towards Melbourne at this stage, but wouldn't be putting money on it until I know yeah. the sides. Max Did Gorn like... could be done for the year. Yeah, that's sad if it is. Did you like my love child's game last week? Bailey Smith? I did. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, yeah. 37 Flying. or 39. Yeah. At this stage, Melbourne $1.71. The Bulldogs $2.15. The next game we're going to have a look at is Brisbane up against the Saints. Now, Brisbane... $1.40. Value here for the Saints at $2.88. This is the game, isn't it, for St Kilda. They can announce themselves as a genuine chance to win the flag this year if they can beat Brisbane at the Gabba. So they've failed a few tests yep. this year, the Saints. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I just think they'll fall short. I don't think they'll get towed up. I think it'll be a close game. But you cannot tip against Brisbane at the Gabba. The only two games they've lost there were mm. the finals last year. So... I think Brisbane will win, but I think the Saints will be a lot closer than maybe some think. If it was at a neutral venue, I'd almost tip St yeah. Kilda. The line at the moment does interest me, 15 and a half, but just because it is that the Gabba. I, I can't bet in this game, and I think Brisbane are too short at $1.40. So for me, I don't have a bet in this game, leaning towards Brisbane head-to-head, but it's a tough one. Charlie Cameron's due. He's copped a bit during the week. I reckon he might have a good game. Was Talking it about... warranted what he copped during the week? Not really, no. I didn't think so. Talking about a or someone that's copped during the week, the Giants, they were an absolute disgrace. Some of the worst 40 I've ever seen. I don't think they cannot this, they, can, they cannot make any noise at the finals until Leon Cameron is no longer at that club. GWS $3.50, West Coast $1.29. You'd expect a response from the Giants, but unfortunately the, they're playing the worst What team. happened last week? Because they weren't hitting tackles. They had no game plan to Some, speak of. You have, you have poor games but they've had a few like that this year. So that's why questions are being asked. But if you want to bounce back, you couldn't run into a worse team, could you? No, not there either. West Coast, 18 and a half the line is. I think they should be able to beat the Giants by more than that. The total point seems pretty low to me, 118 right. and a half at the moment. Um, scoring has been bigger in the last few weeks. Yeah. So I reckon I might be having a multi West Coast at the line into the total points over. I don't think I've ever seen a team mark the footy better than the Eagles when they're on. All over the ground. Their midfielders can mark it. Their forwards are incredible. And we know what McGovern and Barras can do down back. All right. Now, our multi didn't get up last week. Your, your legs got up. Mine didn't. 
I, I think my Br- legs got up every week. I tip Brisbane to win by 40 plus, which is a bit silly. My, my problem is I'm too ambitious. Likes to congratulate I, himself a lot, does. Nathan, doesn't yeah. he? Well, mate, you there's, really there's a lot of people in this, in this world who are happy to give you a clip and kick you in the guts. and like, You need to sometimes <laughs> just give yourself <laughs> no, a bit of a pat on the I've bum. I've known you a long time and you do like to congratulate yourself an awful lot. <laughs> so we're still, we're, <laughs> we're still sitting on 250-odd. What, where are we going this week? I'm actually going to take West Coast at the line for my bet. I, I would go, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would no. say Tom Lynch will kick at least three goals. Ooh. He'll answer his critics, which one of them All is right, you. Let me, let, so get that up. While you're getting that up, um, my bet will be Geelong, 40-plus against Adelaide. Uh, I'd almost like to go a bit further, like 60-plus, but Geelong, 40-plus, you're getting a dollar ninety-one for that. All right, so let me get that. Uh, so that was Geelong. 40-plus, plus. We put that into our, our multi-builder. We are getting odds of 10.45, so 50 on that. We win that. That goes to uh, $540, which will add the 200, which will go to a struggling footy club in a soon-to-be-announced When are you going to launch that? This I've actually got something year. brewing in the works with Taylor May. Oh, okay. Now, how's this about Taylor May? Just before oh. we get on to the, to the last segment, Taylor May are going so well since our sponsorship. They are out of clubs. Oh, really? They are literally out of clubs in so this do country. They give our clubs away. And we might have a little bit more longer of a wait, <laughs> but we do have a putter coming, which for a competition that's going to be announced next week, thanks to our great friends at I might Taylor take their May. Fix away if you don't get my Taylor mates. What a, um, show on TV do you think you could get on? If, you, if you've applied for a couple, which one do you I'd think love you to, get on? You know what I'd love to see you, on The Survivor? Bachelorette. No. I'd love to see you get a rose. I, I reckon I would. He has, I a, he has a girlfriend, Matt. There's a bit of an issue there. Oh, I, I would yeah. be... I don't this think, is I don't a hypothetical. She, I don't think okay. she'd be with it somehow. <laughs> How about this? Oh, darling, I'm going to go on uh, Bachelorette. You're Just going bu- out with me. Oh. It's a hypothetical. <laughs> I do have the profile. No, I'd go very well on Survivor, I reckon. Oh, would you? Because I'm a perfect mix of... I've got a bit of nouse... <laughs> Right, so I could build, so I could build, you know, alliances. I'd be good enough at the com- at the you um, at the competitions off, that that would keep me on for the alliance, but I'm not good enough that I'd ever be a threat. Can I? Can I, I reckon you'd blow a gasket after a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hypotheticals next. Now, we're going a different tack with the homotheticals. Our producer, Ollie, has stepped in and provided some. Well, these will be good then. We're less money-focused, these right. ones. Um, okay. But they're a little bit, they are a little bit more... Are these from Ollie, are they? Yep. Oh, Thought-provoking. mad man from Manchester. Yes. Now, before you die, right, just on your own deathbed, a ghost appears to you and says, you have a choice to become a ghost and you get to wander the earth forever. So just yep. be, a, be a sweet ghost and do, you know, do stuff. Or die... And see what's on the other side. What do you do? I'd be a ghost. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be a ghost. Yeah, imagine tormenting people. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything on the other side. So the ghost, the yeah, only I'd option. Yeah, I'd be a ghost too. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, if you would, how much money would it take? I know we said we weren't doing money, but we're doing one for you to be. So normally you're a one in billion chance of getting struck by lightning, right? Every time there's lightning, but you're a one in five thousand chance of getting struck by lightning. How and much you can money name would that your take? price. Yep. Any price, what would it take to be a one in 5,000 chance of getting struck by lightning? I'd take those odds, yeah. Yeah. Like one so, in 5,000. Yeah. And so, well, you're a one in billion chance now, right? You probably should have had a, a, a price on that. I would, really. yeah. I, I, look, I would, I'd need seven figures just seven. To, yeah. So if I offered you a million bucks, 
Yep. You take I'd it. take it because yep. I still one in five thousand. Well, I'll can take I tell that. you a little stat? Right. You'd be dead before breakfast. There's eighty billion or eighty million yeah. lightning strikes a day. How many people actually get hit and die though out of those eighty million? I don't You'd know. Be none, dead I by breakfast, would you? I don't think you haven't thought that one through, have you? <laughs> that was Ollie. Uh, at what at what point does bread become toast? I reckon after about setting two on the toaster. I reckon it's, uh, setting one's a bit light. I reckon getting to toast. I reckon perfect's three. Three? Mm. No, I like mine more. I reckon six. Setting six. I reckon it's as soon as you can tap it and it makes a noise, it is then toast. Mm. All right. Would you rather be? Ollie come up with what it. would you put on? What's your favourite <laughs> topping on the toast? What if you you can only have one topping for the rest oh. of your life? Oh, it's got to be with, with butter. butter. Yeah, butter, and then what do you Vegemite. put on top? I'd go peanut butter. No butter underneath. Veggie, smoothing butter on with Vegemite. That's mm. it's almost my favourite. I don't like butter. Under, how's this? I will I not like... eat anything that's got butter underneath it, but I will have butter by itself on toast. You don't have butter with Vegemite. No. Nah. Gee, you're strange. <laughs> you are really strange, isn't he? Mm. How can Toast you have Vegemite Vegemites. without butter? Oh, I'm not a coward. I don't need butter. Toast and Vegemite are my top five foods of all time. Really? Do you have it every morning? Yep. What type of bread? Hey? What type of bread? It varies. All right. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales, but your partner is covered in the opposite? No, I like fur. I want to be fur. I want to be nice to cuddle. Yeah, but then the person you're cuddling scales. Yeah, but the fur... I wouldn't feel the scales. The fur just sort of takes away that feeling. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. I've like been saying out, you like going out with Nick Blakey. You're not feeling <laughs> yeah. the scales. So as long as you're nice and cuddly and furry, it doesn't matter what your partner is. Yeah, yeah I've been I've been I'll saying I've been saying I'd take the scales because they'd be furry and it'd be you know I th- I'm with you. Yeah. All right, last one. Would you rather have unlimited international first class tickets to anywhere in the world, or never have to pay for another meal at a restaurant? No, the first class tickets. First class tickets. Unlimited. Yeah, what a life. but economically speaking, in terms of saving money, if you first class if you tickets. do restaurants, you never have to pay for food again. No, no, I'd rather see every place mm. in the world than yeah, eat something. Like cooking. You've yeah. changed me on two. I'm happy to just go to the street vendor and get a two buck taco yep. and be in Mexico somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably taking that as well. Hey, all right, boys, that will do us today. Now I know that the merchandise has been slow. I promise you, I'm doing everything in my power. I've got some... The Sharon. The Sharon will go out. Who was the man that texted us? His he, name was Bailey Holmes. Bailey Holmes. He, oh, he can have a Sharon. I'm getting the merchandise out. So you're going to send Bailey the Sharon? I'm going to send in that Sharon. There as long go, as I'm Bailey. allowed to. Good Sharon. As long as I'm... I don't know if I'm allowed to. Yes, you are. Hey, so if you do want some merchandise... It's a very easy way to do it. Just get on the reviews and leave us a review. Give us a follow on Instagram. Good luck. Footy Festival just around the corner. Gamble responsibly.